Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to the final installment of our five questions bonus series. We have had the best time talking to the people who have been so kind to do these episodes. We've had the best time talking to y'all about these episodes and we are wrapping it up today with our longtime friend, Annie Downs. You no doubt know who Annie is. I probably don't even need to introduce her, but Annie is a New York Times bestselling author. That happened this year of That Sounds Fun, along with a bunch of other wonderful books. And she has a podcast called That Sounds Fun. And she is the founder of the That Sounds Fun podcast network. It features podcasts by a whole lot of wonderful people like Latasha Morrison and Dave Barnes and Emily Freeman. And that's not even the whole list. So we are delighted to have Annie with us today to wrap up this series. We're so grateful that you're here too. And we hope you enjoy this last sixth episode in our five questions bonus series. Here we go. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And hey, this is Annie, formerly Annie Blogs. (laughs) Formerly taking a step towards my dream. (laughs) We're about to memory lane this next few minutes so hard. Oh, it's going to. It's going to be significant. Other than Sophie, other than Sophie, you're one of the original blog people that I met. Like you were Mm -hmm. really one of my first internet friends that's 100% real life. Yeah. To me too. Y'all are probably two of the oldest friends I have in, in maybe in the world, but particularly (laughs) in this world. (laughs) Everybody else from my twenties hung it up, which I appreciate. I get it. Not true. Y'all stuck with me and I'm grateful. That is not true. Okay. So actually we just teed it up for the first question because we just told Annie, you know, this is five questions and, and we could talk for five hours. So this Mm -hmm. is going to be a challenge. We're going to move through these, but here's the first thing I want to talk about because we met you in person for the first time in the summer of 2008. Right before. Yeah. Right right before you were getting ready to move to Nashville. Remember we were all at she speaks. Yes. And my brain, I thought it was seven. Was and it seven? At eight. Well, because I think we started Twitter in 2007, right? Yeah, I think it was seven. I think it was seven. It was early. Because I was, yes, I because it was that fall I decided to move to Nashville. And then y'all like walked with me for that whole next year <laughs> through it. Listen, yeah. it was it, it was something else because here here's what I love about the whole Annie moves to Nashville narrative. Uh-huh. Because you were you were you were teaching elementary school. You had no professional writing experience. You had no right. long, long-term friends in Nashville. You didn't have a book deal. Like you didn't. You're kind. Not only did I not have long-term friends in Nashville, <laughs> I didn't have friends in Nashville. I feel like you knew a few people. You knew two. Okay. Two people knew my name and they went to the same church. So that's okay. how I ended up there. So <laughs> Annie had two friends in Nashville, two people who knew her name. But here, here's what gets me about this story is that even still with all that stuff, because we talked to a lot of people over the course of this series about just their writing stories, mm-hmm. you still knew you were supposed to write. You still knew you yeah. were supposed to move. It probably yeah. didn't make a lot of logical sense to some people in your life. Right. And now listen, it's 13 mm-hmm. years later. Won't yeah. he do it? 
you know? Yeah. And so because one of my favorite conversations to have with the senior girls at school is what would you tell your ninth grade self? If you could go back in time, what would you tell your ninth grade self? I am very curious what 2021 Annie would tell 2008 Annie, if you could go back in time. Um, what would I tell her? I, I think I would tell her, and this is not, this isn't a joke. I'm serious. I think I'd tell her that I'm still not married because I think it would give some, it would remove, uh, some of the energy I put toward that. Okay. To go like, Hey, you're, you're still not married in 2021. And so a lot of that energy you're putting toward, toward trying to make things happen that the Lord doesn't have for you you can redirect towards some other things. All right. You know what I'd say to her, y'all? I would say to her, everything you think you're going to do, you're right. Oh, that's awesome. You're right. Mm, that's so, good. So keep going like you think you know what's coming because you actually do know what's coming. You really did have the strongest sense. I will never forget you going, I'm moving to Nashville. Like just, hey, uh-huh. this is this is what I'm doing. You had the strongest go. One of the strongest yeah. goes I think I've ever known. It's the, it's a, it's a once in a lifetime thing for me, but I, but I do remember thinking if you want to write and if you want to really give this thing a whirl, you should, cause I bet it'll work or something will work. Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I couldn't have pictured podcasting like we're doing. Yeah. I couldn't have pictured, you know, not like that, but just like, you want to write a book, you can write a book, you can get it published. I mean, I think that's true for just about anybody these days. So I feel like I have, I have vivid memories of different, I don't know, just sort of different mile markers along the way. Like I remember we were at breakfast one morning, I was in Nashville for something and the book that you self-published was getting ready to get picked up by a publisher. Like our, uh-huh, you know, that was uh-huh. huge. Yeah. And then just when you started to speak and, and you came to Birmingham and suddenly the girls that I worked with at school were, were like couldn't believe that a gaber like me actually knew you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like just I don't know it's just been fun to see along the way how you were actually um you heard God right on that thing and yeah, just right. in so many different ways that you heard God Thank right on you. that thing but you know what I think people need to remember too is we can we're having an ability to look back on this yeah 13 years yeah. later mm-hmm. so that we didn't know this in 2009 when I moved here in eight I don't know that we knew this. I mean, my first book didn't come out. My self-published book came out in December-ish of 10 or fall of 2010. Mm -hmm. And my traditionally published book didn't come out until August of 12. So for four years, I didn't know that, that how this story was going to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember also you hustled like you uh-huh. you absolutely did whatever was right in front of you like oh my gosh yes <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's its own that's another episode yeah. but like you really did you just hustled you just committed and hustled and had a lot of jobs yeah it's yeah. so it's so fun to look back on that it's fun that y'all have been a part of the whole thing yeah and that's what I was going to say. It's like when we met, we were all bloggers. So, and because I remember one of the first conversations Sophie had with you is you had taking a step towards my dream.blogspot.com. <laughs> and I think Sophie said, hey, maybe you ought to think about changing that to AnnieDowns.com. Like if yeah. you're going to give this a whirl, maybe take it a step towards, but that's what everybody did. It was like singing and dancing for Jesus.blogspot.com. We, yes. loved, we loved a long title yes um, a testimony in that blog yes name. we need well we made it our book title we decided <laughs> if we can t- we didn't know we wanted to write books but we knew we wanted to write something that had a title yes right. 
Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that there were those years, like I look back and go, it was like the golden age of blogging. Like, oh, I miss it. Right. And that's what I was going to ask is like, it wasn't just good writing practice because I even think now I'm like, man, I would probably be a lot more likely to go ahead and get going on the next book if I was having to write every day, Mm -hmm. Um, because Mm -hmm. it was so much fun to just sit down at the end of the day and be like, what am I going to write today? Like I'm, I have to, so do you miss it? And the follow-up is, do you think we'll ever go back to it? Uh, I think Instagram has has provided the part that we loved the most, maybe the like comments and responding mm-hmm. to the commenters and feeling like people are in our daily lives. Yeah, I feel like I get that now through my Instagram commenters. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know that we'll go back to it as it was. But I mean, still, you know, re Pioneer Woman still does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oxen Rider still does a version of it. Mm-hmm. I. I I don't know. I, to me, it feels like Instagram and Insta stories are scratching that same itch for me. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder sometimes when I think back on that time, I think how in the world did we produce that much, much content, like that oh. much written content? I mean, 500 words a day. I know. <laughs> that is such an insane amount now. Yeah. I know. And so and I usually kinda... about nothing. I mean, usually yeah. it's about nothing. So. Yes. I will, I will say, I feel like I've parlayed that to some degree into the stuff I put in books, but I don't mean to brag, but, <laughs> um, but I, I think now I, if I were to think about 500 words a day, I would think, no, uh-uh, that, that, that could be part of a book chapter. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you, yeah. I, I assign the words to a different place, I think, but I very much miss that whole, like the discovery of that community. That was the most fun thing. And just having, I mean, I still, to, for my whole life, I will blame Google reader for killing blogs. <laughs> Because yeah. when you got home from, when I got home from teaching school and was sitting on the couch watching Oprah mm-hmm. and I would open my Google reader and read through the 15 blog posts that my friends had written that day. Yeah. And, and when that was gone, I didn't have a way to really look through all those in one spot. And I think that played a big part in us not having that community like that, but man, it meant a lot to me. Yeah, yeah, it did me it too. Really and you're exactly right. I mean, Google Reader, well, remember blog lines? That was, yeah, oh, we had blog lines. Uh, the OG. The uh-huh. And then oh, yeah. Google Reader. And then there really, it's just, it was so frustrating to try to keep up because there was yep. a whole rotation. I mean, yes. you know, I had probably 25 blogs. I would just rotate through yep. to catch up. And so. And you could subscribe on Google Reader. And if someone posted once a month, you never missed it. Right. Yeah. And so That's- it was like, you could end up checking in with 150 blogs over a month's time, but you're only reading 30 posts. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I think in a way, like, I think it was so fun because we all made each other better writers. Cause I think yes. we followed people whose writing we loved. And then that kind of inspired us. And it was like getting to read like a snippet of a really good book every day somewhere. That's mm-hmm. right. And I miss that. Like, you know, it's like, um, cause people, I mean, it's like me. I mean, I'll, sometimes I'll post a longer thing on Instagram, but what we're talking 150 words as opposed to <laughs> right. a thousand, you know, right. you, have right. to, you have to continue that thing in the comments. Exactly. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> too wordy yeah that's right hey y'all today's show is sponsored exclusively by our favorite british streaming service acorn tv and we invite all of you to support acorn tv because their support allows us to keep the big boo cast free for y'all here is why we love them acorn tv is a commercial free streaming service rooted in british television 
the very best kind. Acorn TV has gotten me through the winter and it will get me through the hot Texas summer because it has a rich catalog of award-winning series across genres including mysteries, dramas, comedies, and so much more. From production to performances, the series you find on Acorn TV are exceptional because they're cleverly written, they're so funny, they're visually stunning, and there's always something new to watch. A show that I currently am looking at is called The Other One. If you're a fan of quirky British comedy, who isn't, then The Other One is a must watch. After Colin Walcott drops dead at his birthday party, his wife Tess and daughter Kat discover he had a long-term mistress, Marilyn, by whom he has a daughter, Kath. An irate Tess throws out Colin's belongings while Kat is angry with boyfriend Marcus over a text he sent to another girl. When the two half-sisters meet, there's an argument over where to sc scatter their father's ashes, leading to police intervention while they learn he also may have been having an affair with yet another woman. He sounds like a real treat. Anyway, you get thousands of hours of new, refreshing content on Acorn TV for a fraction of the cost compared to most streaming services at just $5.99 a month. I get Acorn TV through my Roku stick, but you can get it through Amazon Prime, which is how I used to watch. From all of us at the Big Boo Cast, thanks to Acorn TV for sponsoring today's show. It's sponsors like Acorn TV that make what we do possible, and we are so appreciative. I know you'll love Acorn TV, and you can try it free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use our promo code BIGBOO. That's A-C-O-R-N TV, code BIGBOO, to get your first 30 days for free. Um, okay, so I, I mentioned this to you, Annie, before we started to record, because I was giving you a heads up that I was going to ask you about it. But um, one of the things that Melanie and I remember is when <laughs> you moved to Nashville, you were, I mean, listen, you were, you had feelers out everywhere. You were doing the thing. And um, we remember when you got your first big break in book writing. But yep. what I love about this story, and listen, I remember thinking, oh, this is, a, I thought this is such a big deal. This is a huge deal. I mean, uh -huh. it felt yep. like it was, it was huge progress, but it did, it did not look like what you thought it was going to look like. Um, so can you tell the people, Amy, yeah. about your first <laughs> experience with book writing? And then I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a little follow-up question. Sure. About that. Some might say it's my first paid writing gig, okay. which yeah. makes it even funnier uh -huh. that uh, a ghostwriter hired me to edit through a book for him with the, like, so he was almost the agent for me ghostwriting a book. And it was about um, spinal health, mm -hmm. which I know a ton <laughs> about. I really know a ton about. And I, and they paid me in advance and they pay me to write. And I spent months writing the book. And when I turned it in, mm -hmm. they were so unhappy with the <laughs> manuscript. I had to cut them a check back mm -hmm. for some Annie. of the advance. And I Listen. laid on the couch and cried and watched Reba for about two days. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Listen, oh, so it was, bad. I mean, there are a couple of things I love about this story. One is that you had the opportunity to edit a book about spinal health and you said, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah of course. That's I will do it. Duh. That's my, right up my alley. <laughs> I love spinal health. I'm passionate right. about it. <laughs> right. uh, but I, oh. you were so excited. And I remember I being so excited for you because it was an actual thing so here's the follow-up to that though, because I think everything's instructive, right? Mm -hmm. So what mm -hmm. did you learn from, from that? 
do you, do you, besides the fact that maybe you weren't passionate about spinal health, but right. was there anything else, any takeaways from that, that you have, you've carried along the way with you? I mean, I think the big, if we're particularly in this series where we're talking about writing and to writers is, is it really matters when you get rejected to, to get back on the horse again. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I, sh- I, had I been given the chance to ghostwrite another book, which no, that guy will never hire me again. <laughs> I would have needed to say yes, Mm. because one rejection does not get to define your career. Right. If if I let that one rejection define my whole career, we would not be here today. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, you know, I'm a decade in, I'm eight books in. I wouldn't be any of these things if that first rejection would have told me what kind of writer I was. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a whole memory about when Melanie and I were, we were blogging for Lifeway again back in the day this was probably yeah. about the same time maybe a yeah. little, maybe this was a little earlier but um so we kind of get you know we, we go into this world we don't really know anybody except for travis yeah well but you know you kind of think so well now will more people read my blog or what's that going to look like and i'll never forget we were in memphis at an <laughs> event one time and um they had like a a get together afterwards <laughs> and, and melanie and i were the ones who served the cake uh, yeah. and, I remember this story. Uh-huh. But yeah. we, the we, cake that we actually also got to go, we were in charge of picking up from the grocery store. <laughs> so we had to go get the cake yeah. and then we had to serve the cake. Serve mm-hmm. the cake. And I remember thinking like, this is not really what I, I thought, you know, I thought this was like a big writing break. And, and uh-huh, here, here uh-huh. I am serving, I'm serving the cake and I'm serving it with a smile on my face. But, <laughs> but here's what that taught, taught me. And Melanie and I've talked about this since is if your heart is really not to serve, if you want to write, um, particularly if you want to write on the, on the faith side of things, but your heart is not to serve, uh-huh. um, it's going to be a hard road. And so you just got to serve right. which, whatever way you can be that, be that spinal right. health yeah. or with a grocery yes. store sheet cake, you yeah, just with cake. serve where you are. And when God opens other doors, walk through them if you want to. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's for sure something about being content in the places where you get to serve. Yeah. But there's so many good lessons in, along the way that kind of keep you in check in terms of reminding you why you're doing the thing that you're doing. So, but to me, it's a thing of so many of those things prepared me for what God was doing in me yes. it needed to yes. be done before I went on somewhere else. And that's it, right. it's the whole thing of, I always say, this is a bit like God prepared David to be a king in the pasture, not on the throne. And we want to go straight to the throne, but it's like, you've got to do the hard work. And there was some humility and servanthood that I needed Mm -hmm. to learn, you know? Mm -hmm. And and I'm always, I I say to the Lord a lot. I am always for you correcting me and humbling me in private or small groups before. (laughs) I'd rather you do that in that way where I'm cutting a check back to a agent yes, yeah. then, then something public. Cause we see the public ones. Everybody sees the public ones. Yeah. Right. And, and I, if, if the Lord would have mercy on me and correct me privately first, I will receive it. Yeah. yeah. I will take that. I will take yeah. that. So I think the thing about book writing is I think there's this romantic idea of writing a book. I think everybody loves the idea of writing a book that it's you and your thoughts, preferably at a cabin getaway, which has mm. never been my experience. And mm. you get all the freedom to get those words out on paper, but we all know the reality is such a different deal. So what's your biggest challenge when you're writing and how do you fight it? 
Oh, gosh. I mean, y'all know my personality so well. Sitting quietly by myself <laughs> and mm-hmm. typing words is just not thriving for me. Yeah, not <laughs> yeah. it. Mm-mm. For me. And so, in fact, at the end of That Sounds Fun, I when I wrote a little note to my friends, like a thank you, I just said, thank you for learning me in this as I'm learning how to do this. Mm. Because I feel like my friends have done a really beautiful job of like, when Annie's writing, there's there's different needs. She has different needs from, from people she's in relationship with. Yeah. So I think, Mel, that's probably the hardest thing for me is balancing what writing takes from me and what writing requires of me. Mm-hmm. that is different for my personality than some other personalities. And, and the, I mean, the thing I say to myself a lot, and again, this goes back to, we've done this for so long. And I did this at, in the quiet for so long is that uh, when people are like, man, you put out a lot of books or you write a lot. I'm like, well, yeah, everyone goes to their job every day. Yeah. Like, I'm no different. My job is writing books. And so you know, doctors, you aren't like, wow, you did a lot of surgeries this month. Well, yeah. Yeah, of course they did. That is their actual job. Right. Yeah. Right? right. Like, wow, extreme amount of pelvic exams you did, doctor. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, she's an OBGYN, right? And so I want, I, I go to work every day. Yeah. And so having that in my head, Mel, has been so helpful to me mm-hmm. and being able to say, Every day I go to work and sometimes my work means coming to the office and recording podcasts and being in meetings. And some days it is sitting on my couch with the TV off and music on and thinking. I don't think people realize how much thinking plays into mm-hmm. writing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you, is that true for y'all too? Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. yeah. That to me is maybe the most exhausting part is because you do have to sit and you have to think and you have to you may, you may get seven words in short verse, like trying to work out whatever it is you're saying. And I think that that, that can be really hard. And sometimes, you know, you're just on the verge of getting to what it is you're trying to get to, but it's, it's like having a word on the tip of your tongue, almost like you just can't get there. So yeah, it's, that's, that's you And then you go get a pedicure and suddenly it all (laughs) comes to you and you're like, pass me a piece of paper, anybody. It usually does come to you when you get away from it for a little while. Yeah. I feel like though, Annie, and again, this is a long time ago memory, but I mean, I feel like way back when you had, you had a thing on your computer that would shut you off of social media when you were trying to write. Yes. I mean, like, like back in 2012, you had that, I feel like. Yes. A hundred percent. It was a program that turned, that would not let me get onto Wi-Fi. (laughs) <laughs> I could set it for a certain amount of hours and it wouldn't let me on Wi-Fi. You're right. Do you still have to do that? Um, I still turn my Wi-Fi off. Yeah. When I'm working on a book, I turn my Wi-Fi off my computer so that at least I have to turn it on, log in and make, you know, in order mm-hmm. to do anything. And I don't keep my phone beside me when I'm writing, but I yeah. also write in 40 minute spurts. And so okay. I say to myself, you have to sit here for 40 minutes and then for 10 minutes, you can do something on the internet or check in on Instagram, whatever. And then for 10 minutes, you can walk around or eat a snack or whatever. So I have to have a real rhythm of you only have to focus until the timer goes off and then you can get up. So do you set a literal timer? Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Rethi would be real proud of, of Annie, wouldn't she? Yeah. Annie? I was just uh-huh. thinking she's, uh-huh. Annie is writing goals, but I, <laughs> I, I sit and do it for three hours until I hate it all and hate my life. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do that. I mean, I will do a six hour writing day, mm-hmm. but I'll write for, you know, the first hour is thinking 
or processing or outlining or something. And then I'll write for 40 and then I'll set my timer and write for 40 minutes. And then I'll just get into the rhythm of that until I'm bored. Okay. Okay. I think that's probably the way to do it. I think I I tend to, because of the, of work, I tend to, and I'll, I'll, Amy, I'm not going back to school next year, but but, no, but, but typically that's a whole, it's a whole separate deal, but, um, but typically because I tend to write on the weekends, I I feel like I have to get in there and just kill it, you know, like (laughs) for for eight or nine hours. And so then I have the, the issue of, um, of reentry almost because I have to be in my head so much for such an intense period of time that when mm-hmm. I finally shut the computer, I'm like, I don't want anybody to talk to me. I don't yes. want any words. So that's its own deal. Yes. That's. And so mine is the opposite because, because I don't live with anyone right now, mm-hmm. I'm done writing. I'm like, can, is there anyone who will let me say, <laughs> I mean, my poor friends, I'll be like, you want to go get a burrito? You want to go get a burrito? You want to go get a burrito? <laughs> someone rescue me from myself uh-huh. uh, would anyone like to get burritos I yes, would be interested in right, that mm-hmm. right well I think you're I think you you seem to have a pretty good system in terms of you have writing days you have days in the office like I, I, I don't know you seem to plan it out pretty well where you don't just get burned well, I'll tell you we don't we don't do Monday's writing day Tuesday's a meeting day like that we do um seasons pretty mm-hmm. much I mean, I record podcasts year round. I don't batch record, but we will, I mean, June and July or sorry, July and August this year are writing months for me. Okay. And so we won't be building other things. We won't be working on other things. I'll be in the office one or two days a week instead of five, but like right now I'm not writing. And so we are all in on building things and hiring. And, you know, so I, I, my brain has to be seasonal about that. Yeah. Because I think when it, when it starts going in like 95 different directions, that's when I kind of want to just get in the bed. I just, just rather sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Let me remind y'all, I couldn't even find my podcast microphone today <laughs> to do this. So I'm not really, I don't really have so much a calendar is just, what do I want to do today? Kind of right, thing. right. Mm-hmm. Killing it. Yeah, these are, this is, these are the, the battles of nine faces. Yes. Um, yes. Oh. <laughs> I love okay. it so much. Any last question? Um, and this one, well, I got the inspiration for this question from, your new book, that sounds fun. Um, because one of the things that you write about that I relate to so much is how you like cooking shows. Oh um, particularly about how so you, like the, <laughs> you like the 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 spring bake-off deal on Food Network. Yes. Um, and so here's what Except I've got some real complaints. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I have so many words on this. I want to hear about your complaints. You say this, you say, I want to have conversations with chefs. I love people who love food, who think about their meal before they make it, who use the exact right ingredients and create recipes for us. And I relate to that 4,000% because I I think one, I think cooking creativity is probably the most fascinating kind of creativity Mm -hmm. to me. I'm just Mm -hmm. mesmerized by it. And two, I also get obsessed with the cooking shows. Like there's right Mm -hmm. now, there's a chef named Cartier Brown on Food Network who has a show called Delicious Miss Brown. And I like, um, I am somewhat preoccupied with it. Ma'am, um, you are speaking to the vice president of her fan club, apparently, <laughs> if you're okay. the president. Well, then we need to call this meeting to order, Amy. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I 
think she is fantastic. And anyway, all that to say, um, I, this was the question that I wanted to ask you was what sounds fun to you right now in the way of chefs and food and cooking. And yes, I've totally stolen idea from your own podcast. No, with that's that question. Stealing. I love but, that. But what are you, what are you into right now with that, that particular line of interest? This could not be better timing. Cause have y'all already watched final table on Netflix? No. no. Oh, buckle thine selves up because I'm writing it down right now. What is this? It is. So it's from like 2018, I think. But, and I'm hopeful they'll have another season, but it's one season cooking show. And it is some of the, like, it's like Michelin star chefs Uh from around the world who they have nine, nine of the world's best chefs at the final table. And they're looking to fill the 10th seat. And so like the guy from Alinea is there. Um, but the guys, the people competing also have Michelin stars. So, I mean, like the executive chef from French laundry is one of the competitors. Oh my goodness. It's like top yes. chef, like on a whole other level. Kind yes. Of. And every episode they have to cook a cuisine from a different country and they bring the food critics from that country to judge. Oh, I'm it starting is this tonight. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And all the chefs just, and it kind of has... It has the same feel as Chef's Table. Which um, is my all-time favorite Netflix yes, show. Same. And so, it, it ha- listen, whenever we can fly again, I want to go to the White Rabbit in Moscow. That is I, my favorite Chef's Table episode. Melanie will tell you, I have I have whole travel agendas built around Chef's Table and Somebody Feed Phil. Like, oh, I've, I've heard I should watch Somebody Feed Phil. Annie. Oh, Annie, that one. Yes. I don't even like food shows. Like y'all are yep. sitting here talking about this and I'm like, <laughs> I don't care about watching people cook. I cook every night, I don't, whatever. But Somebody <laughs> Feed Phil captured my heart. Like you okay. love yeah, it. I need to you watch that. Love it. Okay. So I think y'all like final table, but my big complaint with spring baking championship this year is there's no <laughs> Clinton Kelly. Oh, where did he go? I, I've tried to ask and no one will answer. I can't, I've asked the internet as loud as I can ask and no one will answer. And the guy who's doing it is fine. He keeps trying to make Clinton Kelly faces and I'm not interested. <laughs> don't be, don't, don't try to be Clinton Kelly or hire Clinton Kelly. I'm oh, so tickled. <laughs> I'm so bothered. I haven't even, I can't even stay focused. I'm so tickled. Well, oh, listen, so I, I appreciate a hot it. take. I've been looking for a place to express <laughs> this and I appreciate y'all making a way. This is the place. This is the place. <laughs> thank for that. You. So thank you for feeling safe to share that with us. Have the you watched the, complaints? Have you watched the tournament of champions? Sorry, Melanie. Have you? Watched oh, I'm the, watching it. Yes. I love it. It's I fantastic. Love it. yeah, I love it. It's so good, which I'm not here for chopped chopped. I'm like, no, I don't want to see what you can do with a blueberry and a a monkfish. I'm not, no, no. And what was the thing I saw last week? It was like a blue cheese flavored popsicle. Absolutely not. I'm no, 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 I'm not here for that. Yes. Uh Don't, don't make me, I don't want to, but the, but the rep, but the like tournament of champion, I can kind of anything Guy Fieri I'm going to be about. Oh yeah. You and Alex both. Sophie, can we just float out to the listeners? Like what would you pay on Patreon for me and Sophie to do a food TV podcast? Uh, just, I'll just break down the shows every week. For some reason, yes. it's therapeutic to me, which is interesting to me that Melanie doesn't like it as much because as much right. as you like to cook, I'm surprised you don't enjoy it as much. But it, does it feel like 
it's tedious to you, kind of? It's tedious to me. I don't like all the different personalities. I don't like getting to know people. <laughs> I, it's probably all the reasons y'all like it. I don't like You're seeing out. It's, yeah. it's it's the essence of something with something else. I'm right. Not, I no. just like, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know. It, the cooking shows have never really, but I'm just not an HGTV. I don't watch any of those things. Like right. I'm like, that no. feels like real yeah. life. I want to watch you living in like Australia and some drama and right. whatever. Like that's, mm-hmm. okay. that's more okay. that, that's my escape. Like I just, Mel, how yeah. did you feel about Weta Wednesdays though? I, well, that was different. I loved Weta Wednesdays. Different. That was but different. Sophie, are we going to get Weta Wednesdays back ever? Yeah. I think we'll get Weta Wednesdays back when I'm right. not at school. When you're not next at school. Fall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. it was just, okay, it got super. to be a lot. I know people are like, really? It took a lot to make a four minute cooking segment poorly on Instagram, but <laughs> but you would be surprised. I mean, you laid out those ingredients and labeled them. That was no joke. That's an 18 to 25 minute commitment for that one slide. It took a, took a long time. And so, and you'd always be like, y'all, I forgot the pepper. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, I forgot the chicken. Y'all, I forgot the broth. <laughs> Y'all, those last three slides didn't upload. So just pretend that that's where I boiled noodles and I put them in a colander. Just get out of order. Oh, it's terrible. You're you're about to see the chicken uncooked. It's already been cooked. Just, just here's the recipe. Bye. Oh gosh. So good. Have mercy. Okay. Well, Annie, we can't thank you enough. I feel like we could talk for about 90 more minutes just about Food Network alone. Well, yeah. that may be coming in our future if people pay us enough. Yeah, seriously. I'm interested. I'm very, and I'm by enough, I mean, will you pay a dollar? Because <laughs> it won't take much to get me and Sophie to do this. <laughs> I so, I love the cooking shows. They're my favorite. Oh, so, um, plus we've got to get all our Cartier Brown um you know, our membership drive. Going. That's right. So. That's right. That's right. Well, thank y'all for having me on. Y'all have been good, faithful friends to me a long time. So I'm thankful to get to chat with you always. Well, we love you. It's always so fun. We just are thankful that you took some time to be with us today. And Gosh, we hope you'll come back some other, some other time, Annie, if we ever again, do some sort of bonus series, which let's be honest, maybe, maybe not, you know, we don't know. <laughs> well, I'm always available. I love y'all very much. I'm happy to do it. Okay. We love you All too. Right. We'll talk to you later. Bye everybody. This bonus episode of the Big Boo Cast has been brought to you exclusively by Acorn TV. It's my new favorite streaming service because this past year when I spent so much time at home, one of my favorite ways to escape was to curl up and get lost in a show. I love to take a fake vacation to Great Britain or Australia or Scotland while I watched brilliant TV from across the pond. That's why I love Acorn TV. There's always something new. It's a streaming service rooted in British television with a rich catalog of exclusive award-winning series across genres including mysteries, dramas, comedies, and so much more. Plus, you get thousands of hours of new content on Acorn TV for a fraction of the cost compared to most streaming services at just $5.99 a month. Escape to Britain and beyond without leaving your seat. Try Acorn TV free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use our promo code BIGBOO. That's A-C-O-R-N.TV, code BIGBOO to get your first 30 days for free. I know you'll love it as much as I do. Thanks Acorn TV for sponsoring the Big Boo Cast. Well, as you can probably tell, we had the best time talking with Annie. And if you would like to catch up with her online, you can do that on her website at AnnieFDowns.com. And while you're there, be sure to look at the locations for her live shows that are coming up this summer. If she is anywhere near you, 
you will have such a fun night with her and her friends. So be sure to check those out. Also, you can follow Annie on Instagram at Annie F. Downs. And if you have not read it, be sure to pick up a copy of That Sounds Fun, the book. It is encouraging and funny and warm and thoughtful, and you will love it. Alrighty, y'all, here we are at the end of our five question series. Thank you so much for listening. We really are going to think through if this is something that we would like to continue to do in the future. But first, we've got to get Caroline Schenkel graduated from high school. So we so appreciate y'all. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye, everybody.